You are listening to the Critical Mass Radio Show, Orange County's business talk show focused on exploring topics of interest to CEOs who are leading middle market companies with your host, Richard Franzi. Welcome to this edition of Critical Mass Radio Show and Podcast. I am your host, Richard Franzi. This is podcast episode number 1,141. We have an interesting guest here for this show. All of the guests are interesting, but we're going to be <laughs> doing a couple different things with Desiree Patno. She is the CEO and founder of Women in the Housing and Real Estate Real Estate Ecosystem. So there you go. And we're going to be talking a little bit about her personal experience, which kind of formed, I believe, this nonprofit organization, for-profit organization. But before we get into that, let me welcome Desiree to Critical Mass Radio Show and Podcast. Thank you very much for having me. I'm yeah. honored to be here. So well, let's do the setup by saying, tell me an interesting story, Desiree, okay. of something that's happened to you that kind of gave you positioned you to where you are now and for the work that you're focused on doing today. Well, thank you very much. Yeah, we formed almost 10 years ago, and a very interesting story is five years ago, I had a very uh, traumatic uh, experience with my family. Two of them got very ill. And during that process, if you remember back in January 2013, the banking industry stopped actually giving out copies of your bank statements. And so you had to have electronic versions of it. No longer you had checks. Well, during that process in the first month, um, a real quick story is, is that there was a person who actually started taking checks and actually sending them out unsigned. The banking industry actually accepted unsigned checks. And later, to, behold and behold, we had 140, uh, 140 checks unsigned. 387 forgeries and initiated credit, which actually gave money to accounts that they shouldn't have, that were all business accounts. So all those small businesses out there and medium-sized, it doesn't matter if you have $5 to $50 million, they were being impacted. At the end of the day, $550,000 was stolen from me um, due to the fact that uh, they were unsigned and they processed, and um, that's where we're at. So, so you had an experience where you were a victim of fraud. Correct. And through that experience, you have kind of focused now. I mean, you had your organization before that, mm -hmm. but you really let's talk about women in the housing ecosystem and, and the work that you're doing through that organization. What is that organization? Well, it's really has evolved. Um, like I said, we're going on our 10 year anniversary and. The organization has evolved through the experiences, whether it be my personal legacy and or other people's um, issues that they've brought to the table to expand the organization. So the work that we're doing now is really connecting all the different platforms from sexual trafficking to poverty to homeownership business owners all the way up to family offices. So our goal is to give women's economic growth to women's independence, whether you're a small business and or women-owned business it's all the same because at the end of the day, you're champion that you're sustainable on your own. Okay. Now, how does the real estate aspect come into this? So if you think about 2018, we're celebrating our 50 years for HR 5050, which has to deal with 30 years of small businesses ago could not get a business loan if I were a woman without a man's co-signature. Wow. 50 years ago, wow. the real estate comes into play, is we had the Fair Housing Act, as okay. you know. Uh -huh. So those two anniversaries coincide that 
some of our, if you think the economy is being driven by small businesses. So how does real estate play into it? Yes. A lot of it have brick and mortar. No longer. We have, we work out of our homes. So a real estate agent typically works from home because yes. everything's electronic, as you know. Sure. Um, we meet you at the property. We send it down. And I've sold 6,000 properties in my career. I've had my license since 1990. And I work with Fortune 100 relocation and deal all the asset management for foreclosures. So, so you have a thriving for-profit business as a real estate professional. Brokerage. Uh-huh. Your brokerage. Yes. Okay. And you also, because of your personal experience and those of others, have created this organization that is trying to raise awareness for women's rights and equality. Is that not fair? just for awareness? Actually, advancing. Okay. For all women from poverty to C-suite. So we don't no longer call it C-suite. We call it women's leadership. Okay. Because of the changes. So absolutely. So because of the wealth that I was able to grow through my brokerage and businesses, we saw the need that women need to have a seat at at the table in addition to how many women are living in poverty being single uh, mothers. One of the statistics that really resonates with everyone right now is 30% more women millennials live under the poverty line right now than any generation before them. Okay, let's back up. 30% of women millennials are... are 30% more women millennials okay. live under the p- current poverty line okay. than any generation before them. So let me say it a different way. There's more women in poverty and the millennials than a cohort before them. Correct. That's not... That's surprising. Not good. Well, you have to look at school costs for education. That's true. You have to look at a lot of them are delaying getting marriage. Getting, yes. you know, going through it. Right. And the costs of supply and demand. You have the pink tax. Anything that you buy that I need to buy that's based for a woman's product is more expensive. Oh, that's the pink tax? Mm-hmm. So we just price things more expensively mm-hmm. for women? So, so if I need something that you wouldn't use, uh-huh. it gets an elevated price on it. Okay. So, so you're very aware of these issues, and you're trying to raise awareness and make a difference for women in this country. Is that, is that fair? More than just awareness, we're actually changing the impact of it. We actually are supporting the SB 286, which is getting more women on corporate boards. And we're also doing advancement at educational training seminars. Okay. So so why is it, do you think, that there aren't more women in the C-suite or the executive lounge or in corporate boards? And what are you attacking or trying to change so that that happens? The real, if you know it's available, then the women will apply. The problem is, is that we have more men that connect and say, we're on the golf course. We have an advantage that we're going to talk to. So we're not even known about the opportunities. So our job is we work with several different agencies to connect the dots and saying, if we have an opening, we want everyone to apply. So whether you're a man or woman, doesn't matter. The best person, or we call it the it factor, should get the job. You call it the it factor? The it factor. What do you mean by the it factor? So, I mean, you can be a robot. You can be a person. You can be man, woman. You can be of any gender, person of color. It doesn't matter. Okay. The best it gets the job. I see. And so there are organizations that are sympathetic and, and cohorts with you helping. Yes, absolutely. To, uh, can, can, can we talk about any of those here? Absolutely. Can, we have several organizations that we work with. Um, Empower, which is the Mortgage Bankers Association, has a, a women's leadership group that works with all the different um, banking industries. They're phenomenal. They're uh, headed up by the COO of Marsha Davies to and CEO. The new president just came on board. They're out of D.C., obviously. Uh-huh. Um, they they're so incredible that they monitor 8,000 regulations that deal with the banking industry, okay? Oof. And then we also work with our NDLC council, which is several other different um, women that are leaders, like CEO of Tammy Bennell of Exit Realty. You know, they have 35,000 agents worldwide. 
Wow. I could go down. We have Stacy Walker, which is the community outreach of Freddie Mac. We can go down Fannie Mae. We have Sarah Goldfrank, who does the head of legal counsel for Fannie Mae. And these are incredible women. But as far as organizations, back to your original question, sure. we work with uh, Women on Board 2020. The goal is to get 20% of the women on the corporate boards mm. and several other different trade organizations that we work with. Okay, so over the 10 years that you've been doing this, Desiree, what have you noticed? Actually, unfortunately, the numbers are going down. What? Um, ex numbers are going up in some areas and some are going down in other areas. And the reason is, is that you're the bandwidth of how many women to get to a certain level of getting out there, retirement, okay? Um, how many positions are coming up for that? Um, in addition to um, a lot of people don't want to go through the stress and the impact of going through. Even though we have a lot more women that hear about it and want to be part of it, sure. the idea is, is that do you want to take that on? It takes a very strong woman and also takes someone who has inner strength and family strength and support systems out there. Okay. So I have a, you brought with you to the studio here a 2018 copy of a Women in the Housing Ecosystem Report, and this is Volume 1, The State of Women's Home Ownership. Tell me a little bit more about this report. Excellent. Thank you. It is the very first report ever being produced or published by Women's Home Ownership. Okay. And we started this in 2017, and the purpose is to really highlight, you know, you see a lot of different demographics of, of the Hispanic, of the Asian, and um, several other different ethnicities and people of color sure. groups. We never had one for women. And the idea is, is that we want to focus on how many single women are raising their children, right, that want to buy a home. How many women of, uh, are mothers? how many are being impacted by living on the street. And so it really focuses not only on the home ownership piece, but the poverty, what it's like to go through a divorce, what it's like to have multiple jobs and take care of daycare and things that go within that. Sure. And so who gets this report? Uh, the report's available online. You can see it online in the electronic version. The hard copies get sent to all the major corporations, Fortune 100, 500 companies, uh -huh. and then our strategic partners, and then people who would like to pay for them and get them, okay. besides major companies and, and government employees. So can I ask, without getting into the details of the report, sure. are there any... Or are there a couple big ideas or lessons or things that you that the organization learned by conducting this research that you wanted to let people know about here on Critical Absolutely. Mass? There's 53 resources that are used in this report. And the biggest thing we learned is that the lack of communication between organizations, uh -huh. government entities, okay. and everyone working in a silo was the number one key is that we didn't know that you had this opportunity. And, and case in point, we talked about before we went in the air about the Economic Recovery Act, which is with the Small Business Administration, about all the natural disasters. $306 billion worth of natural disasters happened last year, and we have over a trillion estimated this year. Here we are in the state of California where our headquarters is, right? Mm -hmm. And we have all these fires that already surpass any fire breach we've had ever, right? right. Do you know if you're a victim of, and you were part of that in any form that if you're a renter, you get $40,000? If you're a homeowner, you get $200,000. has nothing to do with you being a small business owner. And you get it for free. No application fee, no processing fee, 1.75% interest, and no payment for the first year. And that $40,000 for a renter uh -huh. can be used for a car, a laptop, a computer, anything you want, a cell phone. And the reason is, is that that could got lost while you were had your fire. Okay. And, and so this is offered by a government agency? That's agencies? by SBA. Okay. But you think of Small Business Administration, you don't think of 
Economic Recovery Act monitored by the SBA. And right. that's what we were called in last year to facilitate that information to get it out there. Wow. So I know that um, many organizations, even 10-year-old organizations that are doing good work, face challenges. Is Absolutely. That, do you... Do you face any current challenges you want to share with our audience? Absolutely. It's it's data over overload. You know, even though I recognize is one of the top real estate influencers to follow, our data, had, our magazine um, has gotten four years running uh, the top uh, publication of Excellence Award. Hmm. Can't get any higher than that from Apex. Um, the challenges are is limited resources and, and operating capital to make sure sustainable organizations. So the partnership is we're very different. We're not about just about a Realtors or our business owners or attorneys or escrow companies or insurance or all the different aspects of it. Right. We span the entire business arena for uh, women's economic growth and independence. So where do you fit in that niche? So a lot of the work we do is entrepreneurial work um, and also a nonprofit to give back to the bigger community. Mm -hmm. So our challenges is getting it takes more than an initial phone call or conversation to get them to engage. So you have a national following. Absolutely. Okay. So that, that that comes with its own challenge then, right? Yes. Okay. And you're Southern California based though. And I, well, we have an office in DC. Okay. I travel a ton. Yeah. Um, people see me everywhere speaking in front of, we have diversity inclusion. We do a very high volume of, of consulting and impact studies for people. Uh, we go and actually put together reports and development to really be in a very niche market. That's very good for us. Okay. And, and with, a, with a lot of focus on housing and real estate. Yes. Okay. Do you know what percentage of the people are in that profession are women? I mean, it, it, well, you got to think of what what does housing and real estate ecosystem mean? Okay. So, in the bigger picture, it's about sixty percent of all the industries in the United States. Come on. You have ditch diggers. You have technology. You have engineers. You have construction. You have all the different background back office operations okay. okay so your accountants your insurance everything your wow. your economic um infrastructure every single one of those people that design a road the impact of the economic forecast of where you're going to go with the the, the structure of the building sure is all part of okay the ecosystem. so you, you put them into the yes. banks Yes, banks, everything. Savings and loans, mm -hmm. credit unions, mm -hmm. all that stuff is mm -hmm. in there. Okay, so, and you said that's 60% of the economy? It's 60% it's of the industries that are in the United States, is oh an my. estimate. I mean, it's huge. Right. So the only people that aren't part of this are going to be your hairdressers, your furniture developers, okay. you know, things like that. That's why when you say ecosystem, you say housing and real estate, you're thinking, well, that's just a realtor, or that's right. a business owner. And a loan, get mm -hmm. to the loan, maybe the builder who built yeah. the property, yeah. but you're you're extending it beyond that. All the engineers, how that overlays into the earth, how that impacts the, the soil's foundation, how that impacts, you know, whether we're going to have an earthquake, everything hey. that goes involved. So what's the future for your organization? Ten the years in, what do you see? Another 10 years. Well, that's next year, 10 years. Uh, 10 years from now or five years from now, our future is is collaboration and bigger. Um, we already have a global footprint, growing that global footprint. Uh, last year, I spoke alongside the United Nations about the very first African countries coming together. We had we had Panama, Ivory Coast, um, Uruguay. I could go through the whole list. And I represent the United States to come and talk about the economic challenges of the emerging countries through the footprint for women. Wow. So maybe I'm wrong, 
my bias would suggest that women are faring less well in those developing nations than they are in the United States. Is that was that your experience, or my? I could be misreading it completely. There are a lot of similarities. Okay. Some areas they're doing exceptionally well, and other areas they're not. So um, as a whole, obviously we're doing much better in the United States for the most for the footprint. Right. Um, but is a country who's had advancement. Some of these uh, countries are doing exceptionally well, but then there's other parts that are really still uh, severely depressed. But the idea is, is that having that synergy in the same room right. was powerful. Okay. So I know that we just, you just had a national, an annual event. Can mm -hmm. you, what did we miss? What did you oh, just do? From everyone saying it was the best conference they'd ever gone to in their entire life, even people who had been with uh, major technology. We had uh, Dr. Chintadora, who, oh my gosh, uh, she is 21 years as a former IBM uh, employee. She's an IBM fellow. She's an AI visionary, has over 50 patents to her name right now, saying it was the best she'd ever been to. I wow. mean, what a compliment. We had Rebecca Steele there, who's the lady who um, was part of the financial crisis that everyone likes to deem. She was the only person indicted for a million dollars when the Bank of America came down at the $1.37 billion that was overturned and completely exonerated. To the Tammy Benells, who's the CEO of Exit Realty. To Sharon Levine, who's the, C to the executive director of the FHFA for Omnis. I could go through the list. Marsha Davies had an Empower event. But these women, we had the First Lady of Illinois, to come and speak, the governor's uh, wife, about ounce of prevention. So we had, like I said, from sexual trafficking all the way to women homeownership, for women's poverty to women's homeownership, to women's business owners, to C-suite, to family offices. So including the opportunity tax where you can get no capital gains. All right. So who was there? Who attended? Who attended? These were all senior executive women. And also we had, uh, and men. And we also had gov several government agencies. We had FHFA, FDIC, uh, USDA, um, uh, um, uh, CFPB. I could go through the list. So it was in Chicago, it sounds it like. It was in Greater Chicago at the very place that the only club during the Great Fire in the 1800s survived. Oh, wow. So there is a building. There is a building. building Standard left. Club. Okay. So, and this is an annual event? It's an annual event. We'll probably have it on the east, on the west coast this year. Um, last year was on the east coast, so this year we're probably bringing it back. It'd probably be in L.A. Okay. And um, have you done it more than, was this wasn't the no, first? No, this is the first. Well, next year will be six years of having the conference because okay. of the scale. Of, it's such a high-level uh, conference, and anyone can go. Um, this year we're going to probably scale it to where we have two departments. So we'll have the upper echelon, which is the highest level executive leadership, mm -hmm. and then we'll do one that's more basic because the level is so high, it's literally people walk out of there going, okay, this is a data overload. Right. Yeah, I'm not ready for all that, right? Mm -hmm. So if someone wants to learn more about you, Desiree Patno, or your organization, where would you send them online? Okay, that's a great question. I'm Desiree Patno, and you would go to N as in Nancy, A as in Apple, women for, W for women, R for Robert, B for business.com, for nhrb.com, and or you could go to my personal website, which is for my brokerage, for DesireePatno.com. Either one will work. How do you spell your name? Desire with another E. And, Capital. and the last name is Patno, just like it uh, sounds. P is in Peter, A is in Apple, T is in Tom, N is in Nancy, O. Desiree, this has been fun. Thank, Thank you for you coming much. in. And I, I learned a lot about what you're doing. I, I, I'm, I'm impressed. And I'm glad that we were able to get you here on Critical Mass Radio Show and Podcast. Thank, Thank you. Thank you very much for having me. I'd love to come back. All right. I'd like to also thank our engineer, Paul Roberts, as well as our producers, without whom we couldn't do this show, Joan Park, Crystal Nunley, 
and Haley Stern. If you'd like to connect with me on LinkedIn, let's start there. I am Richard Franzi, F-R-A-N-Z-I. Until our next show, I hope all of your business decisions will move your company in a positive direction. You have been listening to Critical Mass Radio Show Business Talk Show, focused on exploring topics of interest to CEOs who are leading middle market companies. With your host, Richard Franzi.